Praise God. Our topic this evening is Abide in Christ. Abide in Christ. Let us read John chapter 6 from verse 47 to 69. I will read from here because it's a long passage and I'm the one with the microphone. John chapter 6 from verse 47. Most, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I said to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. This thing is said in the synagogue as they taught in Capernaum. Therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand this? Praise the Lord. I just stopped at, at verse 60. I will continue later on. Praise the Lord. So we're talking about abiding in Christ. Abide can mean a lot of things. But we want to look at it from the context that that means to remain, to hold on, or to continue. Praise God. Abide in Christ, remain in Christ, hold on to Christ, continue in Christ. And where we read, we heard Jesus teaching the people that came to him about eating his body and drinking his blood. And he, he said that he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. This passage is not talking about the communion. It's not talking about the Holy Communion. It is talking about believing in Christ. Because if you look at where he started, he said, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. And then he now said, I am the bread of life. Before he got to the point where he was now he now talked about, for my flesh is food indeed, and my body, and my blood is drink. Now, when he said all these things, at verse 6, they said, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? Praise God. The disciples did not understand what he was saying. They were looking at him that, 
how is this man going to feed us his body and give us his blood to drink? And we know that these people are Jews. The Jews, they don't feed on human beings. So it was, it was a kind of telling them that you're going to give them something that they detest, something that is an abomination to them. So they, began, they started looking at him that, ah, what is he saying? This is not what we came to hear. This is not what we are expecting. This is, this is out of the ordinary. Praise God. So I want to continue the, the passage. I stopped at verse 60. I'll read to 69. 61 now. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirits and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Praise God. Please, I want us to take note of this verse. Says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. After Jesus talked about giving them his body and his blood, they found it offensive and so many of his disciples left him. Today we are talking about remaining, about not leaving, about continuing, about holding on. No matter how, no, no matter what is happening, because at this point the disciples were not getting what they expected. It was no longer looking nice. What he was saying was not sounding okay. Praise God. So so many of the disciples left him at this point. Praise God. There are a lot of things that are happening in our world already that can make someone to decide not to continue in Christ. A lot of things are happening already. A lot of things are happening in our present world. Because when we are talking about the what happened in the Bible days, it will be sounding so far, so it will be sounding as if it's something that happened in the past. But these things are happening in our present age. Things are coming up. There was a time that, you know, that there, there was a group of people that started saying that there was that Christ was not, there was that Christ did not exist. You know, they started bringing out people's and I, I, I don't know if we have actually come to a point where we have made up our mind that no matter what we hear, that we are still going to continue in Christ. Our sister that spoke last Wednesday, she told us how people came and, and they were attacking people that believe in Christ. How some people, uh, bookworms, came to attack those that believe in Christ. And a man stood his ground and said that he believes in Christ, no matter what, that they killed him. I don't know if we have, if we have ever thought about that. If we, if we are to come to that point where it's a matter of life and death, are we still going to confess Christ? As we are right, as we are as we are here right now. I don't know if you know such a similar thing 
happens in our present time. Are we going to say, oh, let us go home, let us deny Christ here. When we go home, we ask for mercy. Are we going to say, eh, Jesus will understand, he will forgive us. Let us deny him first. But you may not even get to that point where we have to say, I don't believe in Christ, verbally. Praise God. It may not get to that violent point where somebody has to hold a gun to our neck and ask us, do we believe in Christ or are we going to say no? It may not get to that point. But the things that happen in our lives every day, we have that choice to make. The decisions we make on a daily basis. Every day we are choosing Christ or we are choosing not to be in Christ. Praise the Lord. So when I read last, I said that so many of the disciples left. And verse 67, then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? When so many of the disciples left, Jesus now turned to the twelve, twelve apostles and asked them, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Praise God. Now, Peter, at this point, made his stand clear. And I want us to read that statement that Peter made. Please, let us all go to that place. John chapter 6, verse 68. John chapter 6, verse 68. We are all going to repeat those same words that Peter said. Are we there? Okay, so let us repeat verse 68 and 69. But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let us repeat verse 69 again, please. Verse 69. Praise God. So this is this is where we this is where we stand. Praise God. This is where we stand. We believe that Christ is the Son of the Living God. Praise God. So we're talking about abiding in Christ. How do we abide? How do we abide? We start with believing. Praise God. We start with believing. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that He is the Son of the living God. We believe that He died for us. And that He rose again. Praise God. Because there are actually people that believe He died, but they didn't believe in resurrection. So our belief did not stop in the fact that he died. We believe that he rose again and he brought us victory. Praise God. He died for us. He rose again and he brought us victory. That is, uh, and in verse 47, you can see where he said, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Praise God. So, we have everlasting life. 
because we believe in Christ Jesus. And we have to continuously make the decision to dwell in Him no matter what. Praise God. We have to continuously make the decision to dwell in Him no matter what. Just like Simon Peter said, he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? If we, if, if we don't believe in Christ, what are we going to believe in? If we say, okay, that we, we don't want to, to believe the Bible again, we don't want to, what then are we going to believe? I've asked myself that question a number of times. That what am I going to believe in? What am I going to put my hope on? Who am I going to trust? If I say I don't believe in God anymore. When I look at people who say they don't believe in God, I, I just I just wonder, I'm like, how do they cope? Because in life, like every day you wake up, you just have to hold on to something. You just have to hope on something for you to be able to continue living your life. So if you say you don't believe in God, how do you cope? How are you going to? Where are you going to put your hope? Maybe they have things they are putting their hope in. But we know that God does not fail. Over time, He has proven it. That there's nothing, there's nothing that is as there's nothing that is as sure as hoping on God. Praise God. So we're talking about how to be abide. We said we start with believing, then we consciously make the decision to dwell in Him, no matter what. And thirdly, we believe in our thoughts. Praise God. It is in our thoughts that we believe. It's in our mind that we believe. But when we are talking about our mind, our mind is made up of thoughts. Your mind is not something you can see. It's not like the heart that the doctors can open and do surgery on. The mind is just your thoughts. Collection of your thoughts. So we believe in our thoughts. We fix our thoughts on Jesus. We train our minds. Focus on God's words. Praise God. Why should we abide? Why should we abide? Let us go to John chapter 15, verse 4. If you're there, you can read John chapter 15, verse 4. Yes. Praise God. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So we have to abide because we cannot bear fruit on our own. Praise God. We can't bear fruit on our own. When I was reading this place, I, I was just asking the Spirit of God, what are these fruits? You know, if you read the book of, if you, if you read the Gospel of Jesus, you know, he kept talking about fruits. I was like, what is this fruit? What is this fruit that we have to bear? You know, we can't bear fruit on our own. What are these fruits? Praise God. And who was laid in my hand? Was that? I, I, the Spirit of God asked me that, what, when you pray and tell God to, to, to give you, to prosper the, the works of your hands. To give you the fruit of your labor. What are you referring to? When you're asking God, give me the fruit.
fruit of my labor. What are you asking for? Praise God. And I realized that this fruit we are talking about, it depends on the word. The word of God is the seed that is sown in our hearts. Our heart is the, is the farm. Our mind is the farm, not our heart. Our mind, like I said, that we believe in our thoughts. Our mind is a farm, a farmland. And the word of God is sown in our mind. Praise God. Now, it depends on the word. The fruit is going to depend on the seed. The word of God is the seed that has been sown on our mind. The fruit is not going to depend on the seed. Just like when you sow a gova seed, you're going to harvest a gova fruit. When you sow an orange seed, you harvest an orange fruit. So, anytime we hear the word of God, it is, it is a different kind of seed that is being sown in our mind. Anytime we hear the word of God, the Lord is sowing a seed in our mind. Now, the fruit is going to depend on whatever action you make based on that seed that was sown in your mind. That's what will determine the fruit. Praise God. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. When the seed is sown in your mind, whatever action you take based on whatever word that you receive, the result that comes out of it is the fruit. For instance, as we are talking today, the word of God will come to you differently. It, is not, it may not be these words I'm saying that you're receiving in your mind. Maybe in your mind, the Spirit of the Lord is telling you that there's something that you have been bothering about, that you have to let go of, that you have to trust God about. Or maybe there's something that you have not prayed about, that the Spirit of God is telling you that you have to pray about this thing. Now, that is a seed that is being sown in your mind, that you have to pray about this particular situation. If you go home and pray about it, you have taken an action, you have acted on the word. And, and when God answers your prayers, that is the fruit. Praise God. So, we can bear fruit unless we abide in Jesus. When we are praying, we are praying in the name of Jesus. It is, it is, Jesus is the foundation. Praise God. That is why it's important whenever you are listening to anything, you have to, if it, if it does not align with the word of God, if it does not align with the word of God, you just have to, to stop. Because the fruit, the, the, we can't bear fruit on our own. We can't bear fruit on our own. I, I, I was reading a book that talks about natural uh, laws of attraction. How you can just you know, send your thoughts into the universe and the universe will bring whatever it is that you desire. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it is not, we are not sending our thoughts into the universe. We are, we are, we are sending it. it. It is in Jesus' name. Praise God. We are asking Jesus for things. We are asking for things in Jesus' name. Praise God. We ask for things in Jesus' name. We don't just send our thoughts into the universe. Who is the universe? What is the universe? It is because they don't believe in God. It's not like to say that God is the God. Who is the creator of the universe? Who is the owner of the universe? Most of 
them actually believe in God, but because they want their book to be secular, they want people that don't believe in God to read their book. So they have to replace, they will keep looking for words that they use to replace God. Now, now they replace God with the universe. Meanwhile, our God is the creator of the entire universe. So who are we deceiving? Praise God. So we can't be a fruit unless we abide in him. Let us, let us read verse 5 also. John 15, verse 5. Read if you are there. John 15, verse 5. Praise God. Without me, you can do nothing. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. So, we can't bear fruit on our own. That's number one. Then secondly, if we don't abide in Jesus, we can do nothing. We can't bear much fruit. And we cannot even do anything. Praise God. If we don't abide, we cannot do anything. That is my second point. Without abiding in Jesus, we can do nothing. Let us go to verse 6. Let me read from here. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they are burned. So if we do not abide, we wither. Praise, Lord. Praise God. I don't know if we know the meaning of withering. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. We know Jesus tries to, Jesus talks this, this uh, principle with a very clear, you know, precept, or what would I call it? A very, for teachers, what do you call it? Teaching material, like illustration, illustration. We know the truth, how the truth is. When a branch is cut off from the tree, what happens to that branch? Dies, it becomes useless, it becomes firewood. It becomes firewood. So that is how our life will become if we refuse to abide in Christ. If we do not abide, we wither. That, that is, we, we waste away. Praise God. And verse 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Praise God. So this is this is this is something that we always like to say that the Bible says that whatever we desire, when we ask of the Lord, He will give it to us. But this Bible is making it clear that we have to abide first. It's not for everybody. Praise God. It is for those that are abiding in Him. When we abide, whatever we desire. Ask for it, and it shall be done for us. So if we abide, we will receive all that we ask for. Praise God. Motivational teacher, motivational speakers, they talk a lot about desire. Just desire it. Just desire. Whatever you desire is yours. It does not, it does not end in desire. It is true that you have to desire. There has to be a desire. Whatever it is that you want, you have to decide strongly. You have to be clear. 
that this is what I actually desire. Praise God. But then we don't stop in desiring. We go ahead to ask the Lord. Praise God. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. We will get whatever we desire and ask of the Lord if we continue to abide in him. Then, verse 8 says, By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciple. Praise God. I think this is actually my favorite part. My, by this, my father is glorified. When we bear fruit, God is glorified in our fruit bearing. Praise God. God is glorified when we bear fruit. You know, most of the Christians live on earth as if they, they are just, you know, they just came to the world to, to wait for when they will go to heaven. But that is not it. God wants us to be fruitful here on earth. God is glorified when we are bearing fruit. Praise God. When we bear fruit, God is glorified. And it is telling us that when we are going to bear much fruit, when we abide. So if we are going to bear much fruit, when we abide. That means abiding in Christ will make us glorify God in all. Praise God. We were not born to just stay in the world and wait for God to go to heaven. And nobody was born by mistake. No matter how, no matter the circumstances surrounding the birth, nobody was born by mistake. We are all born to fulfill God's purpose here on earth. Praise God. We are on earth to fulfill God's purpose. And one of God's purpose for us is that we should bear much fruits. We should bear fruits so that God will provide. And we have seen that abiding in Christ makes us bear much fruit. Praise God. So, when we bear fruit that glorifies God, it is because how we bear fruit that glorify God is by abiding in Christ, by holding on to Christ. And when we talk about holding on to Christ, we are actually talking about holding on to His Word. Because we know that Jesus is the Word of God. The Bible said that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was the God, and the world was God. So, we need to, to hold on to the word of God. Remember what I said that, that we believe by, by, that we believe in our thoughts. So we need to train our minds to focus on God's word. That is how we abide. We need to train our minds to focus on the word of God. We have believed in Christ, that's why we are here. We need to make that decision also, that we will keep believing matter what. And then we train our minds to focus on the word of God so that we can bear fruit. So that when we, when, when, the word, when, when God drops a word in our mind, you know, when a seed is sown in our mind, we can be able to take actions. Because you know the, the Bible, Jesus talks so much about doing good things and let your light so shine before men that they will see your works and glorify your Father in heaven. Because sometimes we, we, we don't 
digest the Bible very well. We, we said that it's not by works. Yes, it's not by works. But we understand what the Bible means when it says it's not by works. That we are not saved by works. We are not justified by works. We are justified by faith. But that does not mean you should not work. Praise God. When it comes to our justification, it is not by works. But when it comes to glorifying God, when it comes to bringing glory to God, it is by works. It is by our works. It is by the things we do that we shine as light. It is the things we do that people see and glorify God. It is the things we do, the actions we take, that becomes fruit. Praise God. It is the actions we take that becomes fruit. The, the works of our hands that the, that, Lord, that, the, that the Lord will bless. They are works. They are actions that we do based on an idea or a word that was brought in our mind. And when God blesses it, we have fruit to show for it. Praise God. I pray that God will help us to continue in, in Him. To continue in Him. Because there are a lot of benefits. There are a lot of benefits. Our life will glorify God. Our prayers will be answered. The things we ask God for, we will start receiving them. Then we will keep blossoming because the opposite of going there is blossoming. So when you don't read, and that means you're going to blossom, you're going to keep shining. Praise God. Our life is going to become different. And God in heaven will be glorified for our sake. I don't know if, if we, we do we not desire God to glorify for our sake? Do we not desire that? I'm sure we all desire that. And today's teaching is telling us that it is by abiding in Christ that we can bear much fruit to the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Let us pray.